Hello, this is Haley here again. I'm going to keep it really short because we are prepping for the Brewfest this weekend. We will be at the Kennett Square, Pennsylvania Brewfest on Saturday. If you are coming, please reach out to us because the entire crew will be there, which I'm very happy about. And we'll even have Zone of Truth guests, Chris and Tim there. So if you want to drink some beer, some really good beer, and you want to talk to us and you want to hang out with us and have some beer with us, feel free to reach out because we will be there all weekend long. Uh, That's really all I've got, though, for this week. So with that, welcome to episode 59, Done Deal. liquor and things that go boo then buckle up listener because this one's for you prepare yourself for the hideous laughter podcast hey everybody welcome back to the hideous laughter podcast episode 59 and guys, I'm just going to get right into it. What are you drinking, Steve? All right, Griff. I am drinking a beer from Four Hands Brewing. This is an Incantation IPA. Let's see how it tastes, baby. Oh, oh I got some <laughs> splash. Oh, drink yeah. it, don't spray it. Yeah, Brooks got the collateral on that one. That was a lot foamier than I expected. Um, but yeah, it's tasty beer, I guess. Once all the suds got in my mouth. All right. I thought this wasn't a Team Slurp episode. Cool it. I apologize to the fans. <laughs> Just foam off the top. The one time he does it, not on purpose. <laughs> Brooks, you slurp on purpose all the time. Yeah, speaking of someone that slurps on purpose. Brooks, what you drinking, buddy? Well, um, I can do whatever I want today because I'm drinking White Claw. And no I don't laws. have laws. Ain't no laws. There we go. Oh, uh, Black Cherry. I think it's my second favorite flavor. All right, nice. Speaking of my second favorite flavor. <laughs> God, fuck you. Haley, what's your drink? Fuck you. <laughs> I, uh, I'm trying to be a healthy person today. I'm drinking water because I am feeling the sickness coming, so I'm trying to get ahead of it. You got Steve's sickness? Yes. Yeah, sickness is in season. Ain't that the truth? Speaking about the truth, Emily, what you drinking? I have a blueberry truly today. Blueberry truly. Um, I don't know. I don't think we're really a truly household. Well, it's truly my favorite beverage. <laughs> Ew. All the beverages. <laughs> and it is your favorite. <laughs> For today, it is. That actually says Everyone. something about their production quality. <laughs> Griff, gotta ask, is that Patreon drink truly your favorite? It's not truly my favorite. <laughs> it's not truly. It is not truly my favorite beverage. It is a dream council. Thanks for the great name, Emily. Um, the investigation um, continues. <laughs> <laughs> the trials continue. It is pinnacle whipped. Some orange juice and some ginger ale 
in well, I poured it in equal parts. I don't know what it's supposed to be. I think it's supposed to be actually less pinnacle. Yeah, a little bit less, but that's about right. Yeah. I'm sorry, Griffin. Uh, this isn't a situation where the ethics and compliance department could have stepped in and prevented this, but I, I've been buried, buried in paperwork and complaints. Buried in facial hair issues. Yeah. That took me a, f- a week to clear <laughs> up, but we got it taken care of. We did get it taken care of. He's clean shaven. Oddly now. enough, it cleared itself up in a day. With a weed whacker. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys... I don't know about you, but I've never, I never ever in my wildest dreams starting a TTRPG podcast ever expected one of the major perks. And that perk is that our buddy Jeremy sent all of us sheets. (laughs) Sheets. I never could have predicted this. This is amazing. I guess... He is the lifestyle marketplace, or he and his, he and his wife? Yeah, he and his wife own it. Fantastic. It. Guys, these are 1,800 thread count sheets. Oh, boy. You got to be kidding me. I slide right in there. Oh, I'm slipping in tonight. <laughs> Whoa. Slipping in. Oh, boy. This is, yeah. the, this is the guy that you know drove all the way out to Gen Con several hours to visit From us. New York. Yeah, and then on top of that, sent us sheets. This, this is dude awesome. is legit. Yeah, mm-hmm. sent us sheets, so... I guess we're, uh, you know, we're in it for big, uh, big sheets now. I tell you what, it's a really big upgrade from the uh, the newspapers Emily's had me sleeping on. So, wait, he actually got you. He got you newspaper print so that you would feel at home. Hang on, was that Brooks talking or Ickmer? Uh, What's the it's, difference? It's really because, hard to tell. <laughs> We did specify that Brooks needed rubber sheets, but that's beyond the point. Hey, we're into that, okay? Let me just uh. let me just describe these. <laughs> let me just describe these for a second. Premier eighteen hundred by Lifestyle Marketplace. Extremely soft, breathable, and wrinkle free. Enjoy exceptional comfort and guaranteed quality. Deep pocket sheets for an oversized mattress. <laughs> that's how i like my sheets deep pockets for an oversized mattress well i mean i th- I think you have a a voice for what was it homestyle living God, <laughs> i think you got the voice for it i think uh lifestyle marketplace we lifestyle gotta, we gotta market we gotta give lifestyle marketplace a slogan Lifestyle sheets. Are you sure they as... don't have one? Well, they probably do. Lifestyle but... sheets as smooth as Lifestyle's condoms. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, boy. We are if not you... <laughs> getting any more sheets. I think we blew this sponsorship deal. <laughs> if you had an ick that made your sheets stick, come get a replacement. With, with Lifestyle Marketplace. Yeah, that sponsorship is definitely not coming now. We're like really horrible people. We he already have the sheets. Free sheets. <laughs> I think we're I obligated know. to send them back now. <laughs> we're just assholes. No, but for real, Jeremy, this is incredible. These are expensive sheets. Thank you so much. I can't much. wait to get them on the bed and not get any action with these sheets. So yeah, this is very- <laughs> yeah. nice. It's just like the dice you you give Steve. Like either way. <laughs> <laughs> dead dice, dead sheets. You got me good on that one. 
<laughs> I think we uh, we need to get the role done between the girls for the finale. If Haley could keep her hands on her dice. What'd you get, Emily? A three. Cool, I got a two. (laughs) This is the second time Emily's missed bottom by one point. I am victorious. You guys know what that means. We have an extra week to plot the drinks that go on Emily's list. I will bring the full weight of the Hideous Laughter LLC's Ethics and Compliance Department down (laughs) upon her. Well, if you pick the drinks, then you have to put them up on the poll. So if no poll goes up, I'll make my own. It is access to the poll. Boom. We went over your head, Emily. I'm a little worried. All right. So let's get into it. And last time, well, we had a much needed reprieve from the onslaught that's been happening these last couple episodes. We had a nice episode where you guys found a little bit more evidence a little bit more stuff in Vorkstag and Grinds. Then you went to the Church of Phrasma, got yourself some healing, even if we had to bring in the secondary acolytes to do so, got yourselves healed up to full, went to Embrith, begged for money, brought dead bodies into her house. She didn't seem to like that, kicked you out a little bit. Then you went shopping. You found yourselves in Lost Co., And you got a bunch of dope gear. So, that's where we find ourselves. How much money did you guys spend? Do you know? A lot. A lot? (laughs) Yeah, I've got 700 left. I I don't remember exactly how much I I started out with. But at least, I mean, at least five grand for me with the cloak and and the armor. I think I did. I think I topped out at six or seven. That's how much I spent. Six or seven grand. Yeah. And I think you guys had that. You had a lot of like plus two weapons to sell and that kind of thing. So we'll yeah. say they traded you. Or, I have like 140 left. Hey, making good use. Hey, you could buy half a bar of uh, soul soap with that. That's right. <laughs> Get that used bar from Ickmer. He'll sell it to you for half price. I'll give you an extra discount because we're friends. You know, when it's like worn down, the stuff gets nice and smooth. Oh, you're horrible. And it's like, it's clearly been just soaking in like the tray. And it was getting hairier and hairier. So there's a couple of stray strands. But yeah, I'll let you buy that off. You spend the money, guys. I'll give it a second use, even. <laughs> You're sure? That actually is a that's a deal. That's a steal. You just have to make your make believe character do something really gross. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> so you made some potential friends in Max and Mary at Lost Co. And you bought yourself some memberships. You got some new items. And now here we are. It's roughly 630 in the evening now after all of your stuff was speedily upgraded by the 70 children of the rat folk couple. What are you guys doing? I think it would be a good idea for us to go to the courthouse and talk with Barrister Koppel and Ed Dunn to get out ahead of any rumors about our party. Any rumors that (laughs) totally aren't true. Yeah, we have to make sure the truth is known. Sure. 
So why don't you guys, you know, you'll, you'll head to the courthouse. Luckily enough, I have that map already brought up. Oh, wow. That's great. Good map. <laughs> Good map. Neat map. <laughs> are you going to gonna call me out on the maps too? Oh, making us roll perception makes us know something's going to happen. Putting a map up makes us know something's going to happen. No, I, I actually <laughs> won't call you up for that because like, I know that we've had a courthouse map this entire time. So That's Very the true. only reason. So who, who are you attempting to talk to first? Well, it doesn't really matter because Ick is not going to say anything and he is definitely going to keep his head down and avoid all eye contact. Good boy, Ick. If it's possible to go talk to Barrister Koppel first without running into uh, Ed, then that's what Lyra would do to try to get a little bit of legal counsel. Sure, the... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the, smart. the path smart. to the upstairs stairs is relatively clear the receptionist is there but she kind of ignores you at this point because you've been in and out so much so you can go straight to the stairs you know barrister Koppel's office is upstairs all right Lyra walks right up to his door and knocks and he would open it and he you know continually you keep noticing that throughout this trial he looks very tired as well you're not really sure what he's studying up on, but it looks like he hasn't gotten as very much sleep either. I don't understand that because literally we're doing like all the work here. Well, you're going out to other places, but he's like actually examining the evidence that's there. Okay. This is my world, Haley. You're just living <laughs> in it. Remember, this is the town that doesn't follow timelines. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They don't believe in, like, real timelines. I get it. I get it. Yeah. I didn't even do any inconsistency (laughs) there. You guys just think, like, because they don't believe your evidence that they don't believe in timelines. Correct. Mm -hmm. So Barrister Koppel slams the door in your face. No. (laughs) So Barrister Koppel would open the door, uh, see you. Oh, (laughs) hey, hey, guys. Did, did you did did you get any evidence from san- san- sanctuary? We found a ton of evidence. We surfaced a lot of evil doings that were going on. Dr. Brada and a Dr. Saloom, they were selling body parts and we found a ledger that connected them with the Forkstag and Grinds. Chemic works. Oh, 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 okay. Did 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 you did you fo- follow up on that? We did. Hey, Ick, we- do you want to help me uh, pull some of these bodies out of uh, the bag while while uh, Lyra talks to Barrister? You mean this one? Uh, oh, uh, uh, oh, uh, Ab- Abadar. <laughs> oh. Once again, you you guys are bringing bodies into my my office. Well, we have more too. (laughs) Don't worry. Let's slow down. Let's slow down. We can explain it. We had very good evidence that there was evil going on at this chemic works. We also found tools in Marast, and they were sold to Vorkstag and Grind surgical tools, along with that severed face. The, the 
the severed face belong to them? I think so. When we went to the Chemic Works to investigate, we just wanted to talk to them, but they attacked us, throwing bombs and unleashing a flesh golem dog at us. We barely survived the attack, and we have eyewitnesses that can attest to that. Vorkstag and Grein didn't make it, unfortunately, so they're not going to be able to pay for their crimes. I, 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 I assume you, you killed them, huh? It was self-defense. Okay. You must understand, Beristil, that these are evil fae creatures. How long have you lived in this city and, and seen evil fae about? I did. I did. I haven't heard heard of evil fae. Yet they are here. It we stumbled upon them quite by accident, but I believe they are part of a larger conspiracy. They maimed and enslaved their workers. They sold bodies, and they had a closet of skin suits. Did 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 you bring that back? Of course. Skins. Yeah, I have all the faces. Um, could, could, could you sh- show, show me, show me all of them. Eclipse will start pulling them out of her bags. We should ask if any of the skins look familiar. That's what I think he's cool, going for. Cool. So she'll pull them out slowly and sh- she'll like hold each one up for a second. And then uh, you already gave him your face that you're holding on to, right, Brooks? <laughs> yes. Uh that yeah, that uh the last time that we were here. Okay, just making sure. So he would look through the skins, I think I imagine he like I don't know, picks up a straight edge off of his desk and it's like moving them around with that. He doesn't want to like touch the evidence. And he he kind of squints his eyes. And then puts his hand on his forehead and and he's just like kind of rubbing his forehead and his temples for a minute. And you can tell he's relatively deep in thought. And it looks like he realizes something. He would tell you that the skins, a lot of them, not all of them, are from notable missing persons. So... He would tell you that uh, one of the skins is the missing Miller of Hargen, Olga Slavinch. Another is the who was known as the harlot of Cerny Brothel in Lepidstadt. Another is a man named Borgo Zinovjo. He's a respected but reclusive Lepidstadt merchant, or was. So did Vorkstag, like, dress up as these people then? Because he's a skin stealer? So Maybe. So w- then he was the harlot? He was a version of, like, a... It's very strange. Yeah. Uh, another was a woman named uh, Dr. Katarina Vilt. Uh, she was a lecturer at Lepidstadt University. You... Well, he also kind of points out a skin that's large, and it 
looks mottled, like mottled skin and and patches of just scaly or furry or you know disgusting flesh that don't seem to match. What 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 do you think this this is? I think I might have a clue. Um, is it possibly, well, is it supposed to, uh, intimidate, or uh, not intimidate, but, uh. Imitate? Imitate, yeah, that's the one. Uh, is it supposed to imitate the beast, perhaps? In Marast, they were thinking that the beast came to the town and was attacked by a caiman. Lyra walks around to Vorkstag's body and probes at his shoulder where his scar is, saying, And beneath the skin here, it seems like he has a large wound. Can those of you that are observing these skins with the barrister make a perception check? That'd be a natural 20, Griffin. A natural 20. All right. Nobody else really needs to roll unless you also got a natural 20, which I'll give it to both of you. No, this, uh, this was not a difficult check. But because you're looking at these with the the barrister and now you're not in as much of a dangerous situation, so you can actually examine these things, this skin, the first thing you notice is at least 11 feet tall. You remember from your knowledge checks on Forkstag that that type of fae can transform using a skin to a size larger or smaller than itself. So that's one thing that you're you're thinking, hmm, from what Ikmar had said, that kind of seems to match up. The second thing you notice is that, yes, it does bear a resemblance to the beast. It's not exact, but from the accounts that you've heard, I don't think it would be far flung to think that hey, that could have described the beast or that could have described something in this skin. Yeah, especially since a lot of the crimes seem to happen uh, far away or at night or something where yeah, exactly. the small details might escape folks. The third thing you notice is that unlike on Vorkstag's body, where you see the scar covered up with skin, you see a bite of the same size torn into the skin. Oh, Hook, line, and sinker. Perfect. If only we kept him alive so we could feed Well, I mean, we... I mean, we'd have some, well, decisions to make, but we could still use Speak With Dead. Certainly, he could answer a lot of questions for us. I just don't know that he'll get the mortal punishment that the crowd is looking for. Yeah, I really wanted to be able to give them a body to just kill and maim, because clearly that's what they're looking for. Um... And giving them a dead body probably won't do much for us. I really hope they don't end up with the whole, uh, you know, race situation here that they did in the other town. And then they're all going to leave Lepidstadt and then go to this ne- the other town because there's a wraith there. And then they keep going back and forth for centuries. It seems to me, though, that we are missing one crucial thing, a a, a motivation. Why would these evil fae do these things? Why impersonate the beast at all if you could be anything or anyone, step into any skin? 
Why set him up? Why do any of this? Well, if you want someone that people are naturally uneasy about, and you want someone to blame, that's easier to keep blame off of you. I'd imitate the beast if I needed to get away with something. That's what it sounds like. I think that's a very fair point, Eclipse. But but even further, wh- why do these things in the first place? What did they m- get? Material gain? Were they pushing forward an agenda? Well, they were doing a lot of experiments and selling of body parts. Some of what we found was fairly valuable. I'm sure they were making some amount of money. There is one missing piece, though. We still haven't found Dr. Saloom. There might be a motivation there that we're missing. Mm, no clue as to where she is today. Can those of you that have it, now that you're starting to put these pieces together, can... And you're, and you're thinking about the days that have passed and the things that you found. Can somebody roll me a knowledge nature or a profession gravedigger? Different checks or same checks? The gravedigger will be easier. Okay, I have both of those things. You can roll two separate checks if you want. Me too. On I, my level up, that's what I think. Oh, uh, yeah, profession gravedigger, <laughs> uh-huh, knowledge nature. Uh-huh. Yep, classic. I'll try to aid you in knowledge nature. All right, Gravediggers, uh, my red die. Knowledge will be my white die. Lyra aids. Oh, these are both pretty good. So my knowledge will be a uh, 24 before aid, 26 after, and then my Gravedigger is going to come up to a flat 20. You actually hit the DC for both. <laughs> And they say Matumbe is underpowered. So I think I think <laughs> this comes to Matumbe likely from I think you guys are pouring over the bodies at this point or the, the skins at this point, especially because you're you're seeing all of these connections and you're looking at the evidence. And Lyra is kind of recounting the events of the past couple of days, like getting everybody's timeline straight. And Matumbe, when she starts talking about morass, you think back to when you were examining the graves there and how they were empty, mm-hmm. but how they looked like they'd been dug up. Yes, sir. And you think about the soil. And as a grave digger, you know the best kind of soil to bury a body in. Your nature tips you off that, oh, it's – it's very difficult to bury a body in a bog because a lot of times the water level is too high. Mm -hmm. And then you start thinking back maybe to a time where you've had to bury somebody in non-ideal circumstances. And you remember a tidbit that when a body is buried in a bog, it becomes a bog mummy. Okay. And as Lyra is connecting these pieces, you realize that something that is so preserved, like a bog mummy, would be perfect to sell for a body stealer. Okay. Because it would it would remain somewhat fresh. Interesting. So that's that high dollar motivation. You no, know, in, in my past, I've I've dug many graves, and I've always had challenges digging in a bog. For fear that the undead would rise as a bug mummy. 
these these bog mummies are remarkably preserved compared to their counterparts in maybe drier, loamier soil. I think they would be worth quite a, a, a gold piece or two to the right buyer. It could be purely financial, the motivations, if they truly are just selling bodies. As you guys think back, and you brought up that, oh, well, Forkstag puts these skins on and becomes these people. You remember the swampers in Morass saying that the woman that was a that was a frequent trader to their town had gone missing. Yeah, I figured that was her. Yeah. But the thing to call into question is how long? I don't know. Wait, how long what? How long was it her? Yeah, no, I think that's that's the one thing that keeps coming up, right? Like how how long were they each of these different things? Would we have any way of knowing? Like there isn't a really a visible difference, is there? I mean, also does it really matter how long? I guess. That's where I don't I don't know, does it matter? I think it might if we had a pattern of, you know, she started acting erratically or did some specific things, but besides the the crime she might have committed or or the things she did in the bog, we don't know really anything about this lady except she was like a trapper or something. Right. I I I don't know. It's 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 an interesting thought exercise, but we don't have answers. Yeah, and I that day of the trial is over, so we can't even like go back and ask them like if anything like all of a sudden she forgot some memories that she used to have or something. So we couldn't even like double check with the people that actually knew her. I think the thing that you would, you know, you're not sure the motives, you're not sure how long, but what you do think is that it would be very easy for a person to slip back and forth in town that is recognizable and do pretty much whatever they please. You remember she only went missing after the beast was bitten by the blood came in. That totally would have given it enough time to take all of those bodies and do whatever else around the town that it needed to before it moved off to another area. So is there any other evidence you wish to present to Barrister Koppel before you, I don't know, go clear your name? We also found the skull of Dr. Brada in the basement of the sanctuary. We, I think you're using speak with dead. Have, have you sp- sp- spoken to P- Pavlos? Yes, he's going to prepare some spells for us. Per- per- perfect, perfect. I... I- I would would think that you you might you might want one for each of these each of these corpses. He's going to prepare three for us. Okay, okay. Um, I've I've seen I've seen this in in trial a lot. Just just know you 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 killed two of these men. The they they may may not co- cooperate with you. Would adding a zone of truth on top help? It d- d- it d- d- doesn't work work on the dead. Ah, oh, well, we'll keep that in mind. We have one other body to present as well. We have this flesh golem dog that they use to attack us. 
I think it shows that they at least had the means to make something like the Beast. Not not necessarily. The, the, those those are often f- for sale in, in Leopardstadt. It, it, it just meant they were serious about their security. I have a thought. Did any of us check their letters to see if maybe uh, we can see who they bought the golem from? We, we, we sh- should look into that. Yeah, because whoever's making them and selling them might give us a lead. We need to go clear our name with uh, with. The town guard? We haven't told them yet about what happened at the Chemic Works. Oh, definitely definitely do that. You may not be able to present evidence tomorrow if you don't. And while we're doing that, could you look through the ledger and find out who sold them the dog? I'll I'll do my best, Lyra. So he would begin kind of pouring through the different ledgers. Uh, you, well, you, you had two, so he'll begin kind of looking through those, and you head downstairs to speak with Acting Sergeant Dunn? Yes. So you head downstairs. He's not in the main entryway, but as you progress further in, he's actually, as you kind of walk through the rooms, he's, you, you find him sitting at kind of like the, the guard's quarters, not necessarily like where they would hang out and kind of sit when they're on duty. He's sitting at a table alone. Looks like he's stressing out about something. Mr. Dunn, or should I say Sheriff Dunn, you seem worried. Oh, uh, Matumbe, uh, good to see you, buddy. Um, yeah, I just, well, you guys were all there, so you saw the crowd today at the trial. I'm I'm worried there's been, well, there's been rumblings of, of something big happening. You guys have been in town for a couple of days, so the the mob, me and me and my men, saved you guys from when you came into town. That was tame compared to what I think they're planning. Allow me, a man of the book, to read between the lines a little bit. You think this crowd will act erratically or violently no matter what the outcome of the trial is, correct? I'm worried they're not even going to let the trial continue. I think tonight's the night. They're going to, I mean, there's only 11 of us guards. I think they're going to try and enact their own sick form of justice without... I mean, I don't want to call this your fault because it's not. You're doing a good thing, and I appreciate it. But if I can speak candidly, I think the reason they're taking this kind of action is because you're providing a compelling defense. And unfortunately, (laughs) that might mean violence tonight. Crowds are not often on the side of justice. I uh, Believe me, I take no offense at these words. It does appear, though, that we may be in for a little bit of a siege here. Are you, are your men prepared to hold the fort with us tonight without hurting anybody, without violence? Can you can you bar the doors and the windows? We're certainly uh, gonna bar the doors and and the windows, of course. I mean, this is a this is a rel- relatively sturdy place. I just I worry about the sheer amount of people 
I don't think wood doors can stand up to a crowd of tens or hundreds of folks. Allow me to hypothesize here. What if we relocate the beast for tonight? Is that, is that possible at all? We just, we don't have another spot. I, and you know him. You know as well as I do that if he did get violent, there's no way we could, we could stop him. It's just, it's, it's too dangerous. I've seen what he can do. The only reason we were able to bring is bring him in is because he let us. Can you imagine how many villagers will be killed if they make their way into the basement and the beast decides to fight for his life? I fear the chains around his neck and his arms and his legs will not be able to hold him. The crowd may take him down, but it is a crowd. It is many against one. He will certainly take out more than a few. People will die, Ed. Yeah, that's that's if they make it in. Our job is to keep them out. And how do you propose we do that? I am here to help, as are the rest of my party. I mean, you've seen villagers before. I, you, you four are, are much stronger than anything. Anything, any dissidents that are going to crop up tonight I say much like you do in the trial Lyra if you could try and sway as many of them as possible or intimidate them or I don't know I mean if if worse comes to worse anything we could do to incapacitate them instead of kill them Nobody wants any death tonight, but I can't guarantee safety in this town if we relocate the beast. He's secure where he is. Not by lack of trying. He he submitted to it, sure, but he's got 12 sets of masterwork chains chaining him down. I don't think even a dragon is getting out of that. I think these villagers have some misguided anger. They just want what's best for their town, and they're confused. This whole trial has been pitted against the beast, and the villagers have just fallen in along with that. They want an easy fix, an easy solution. I think I can sway some of them to see the truth, or at least be open-minded to keeping this city civil. And any of them that... Don't agree with Lyra. I'm here to, well, intimidate them into changing their mind. With my level up, I have one more Bane for the day. Bane villager. And fears Jesus always Christ. help. Yeah, um, I'm not so good at talking to anyone. I can try and stand and look scary, though. So, So it sounds like... Lyra's going to take point on this, and, and Ikmore spoke out about an intimidation. Um, Matumbe also has a really solid intimidate. I got a plus 15, so I do think we should let Lyra try and calm him down, because that's like her bread and butter. But if it starts to fall apart, the rest of us can step up and try and put the fear of God. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, Phrasma into him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is, um, you know, I, I really appreciate your help. Is there anything else you needed me for? I I think, you know, 
yeah, it's, it's early evening right now. We might have a couple hours of calm. I wouldn't imagine they'd attack us before the middle of the night. Then let's prepare our defenses. One last question. You said you had 11 men. Do you trust all of them? Would would one of them sell out the beast, open a back door, sabotage him in any way, sabotage us? If you trust them, I trust them. I don't think any of them will betray you, but they are green. Some of them. I I feel like we're going to need to to whip them into shape to to be able to you know follow orders in in a time of great panic without actually brutalizing any villagers. I feel like stress is going to be high. If this happens tonight, no, I trust me, my men are too scared to even go near that creature, but I can't promise that they're going to act rationally, at least in terms of, of doing stuff. We might need to, you know, be very clear with what we need to happen. Maybe a few inspiring songs will help them get through the start of the battle. <laughs> I'm sure, uh, yeah, they'd, they'd love a tune or two, I'm sure, but... um I do have a question. You asked me if I trust my men, but I'm starting to think as much as we can use your help, I don't know if I can trust you. The issue here is I had a letter about an hour ago calling people that match your description murderers, intruders. Any anything to say about this? That's one of the reasons we came down to talk to you. We've had a very long day of investigating. We went to the Kimmick Works to investigate after all of our clues flowed there. We wanted to talk, but they just attacked us right away, throwing bombs and unleashing a flesh golem dog at us. We barely survived that attack with our lives. But we do have eyewitnesses that can back up our story. Vorkstag and Grine didn't make it out of the fight. Mm. Unfortunately, they won't be able to pay for their crimes. What we did uncover, though, we surfaced many crimes that they committed. And we'll be presenting them tomorrow in the trial. But we can tell you, too, right now. Yeah, I think you'll I understand. Think, I think that's... Uh better idea and you know you can relay basically everything you've relayed to barrister koppel you can use a bluff check because you're not being entirely truthful i imagine that is correct okay he's gonna sense motive here entirely truthful <laughs> like we didn't make this whole thing up we found a lot of really good evidence but what he's asking 23. He believes you. Yes. Nice job. Yes. We have the law on our side. So he believes you <laughs> to the extent where he's not going to throw you in prison. I think he, you know, you give him the rundown of the stuff you found. He agrees that it's shady business and would then at least believe so far as 
okay, I want to hear these these eyewitnesses, but I trust you for now. If you're going to help us, if the eyewitness report matches up with yours, perfect. If not, might be an issue. Of course. We'll have them speak at the trial tomorrow. They'll retell the same story we did, and they can also add in all of the injustice that they faced. They've been maimed and enslaved into labor there. I mean, that does sound terrible. I just know from living here for a while that nobody really saw any workers leave Vorkstag and Grinds. We all thought that's a little weird, but Vorkstag was pretty connected, so nobody really looked into it. Such a shame, those poor workers. So... You guys have somewhat cleared your name. You've presented the evidence to Barrister Koppel. He's doing a little bit of research. At this point, maybe you guys have a meal, unless you're full from Losco samples. <laughs> no, Eclipse <laughs> wants to go feed uh, feed Bob and take him for a walk. Oh, the Manticore him. babies. Yes. Yes. Could we take care of them? Yeah. Yeah, feed him once a day. Perfect. No, I I fed him breakfast. (laughs) I had a whole thing. That is true. Like 12 episodes ago. (laughs) Yeah, I remember it. I fed him breakfast and then I left him there and I need to go take him on a walk and feed him again. Get get a nice rare stick in him again. Hey, we don't need the the dog anymore, so there you go. Yeah. I mean, I could leave that in there, right? If I left it in there. In case the trial goes long? Yeah. Bob would be okay. Yeah. Anyways. You know, uh, guys, if we, uh, well, I wanted to bring up the Crooked Kin for two reasons. Uh, well, one, the, uh, well, Max said we didn't have any friends. I, this makes it three reasons. Max said we didn't have any <laughs> friends here, and we definitely do. He, the crooked kid are our friends, and, and that kind of hurt back there. Also, if we needed more muscle, I think uh, I think Wiener would be able to help us out, and possibly any. Well, Sajira has some. Might might have some, you know, blocking a- a- ability, um, but also the the monks. I I don't know if they would be up for it, but if they wanted to, I think they could have a could. Well, find find a a place within the crooked care. Yeah, it, it might be good to see if we can get any more resources. Are are you able to search them out? Uh, I mean, I do know where they uh, have been in town. It's only been a couple of days. I can't imagine that they've left. So, uh, yeah, I, I can, uh, I can certainly see if they'd be uh, available. So, how do you guys want to do this? Is there interest in kind of, I don't know, bridging the gap between the monks and the crooked kin? Introducing them, does Ikmer want to go speak to the Crooked Kin? Does somebody want to go get the monks, or do you guys just want to go to the Crooked Kin? It's totally up to you. I was under the impression that 
we're not going to see the monks till tomorrow morning. Though they may have stuck. I mean, we didn't say it on they, air. They said they would be. Uh, we did say it on air. They said they would stay at okay. the okay. at Vorksegen Grind. They'd meet us in the alley behind. They'd meet yeah. you guys, yeah. But they were going to stay at Vorksegen Grind. Then I think I think yeah, we can leave. We don't need to meet up with the monks right now. Yeah, I I think it would be like just from a person in this world's perspective who just like killed people and now like stuff's going on i think it'd be weird to go back to the factory or the chemical works and go find those guys and bring them back out i I just don't like think it makes practical sense to go get them i think you're right brooks that we could we could hook them up in a little happily ever after um after the trial but for tonight i don't i don't know if they're going to be able to provide help that's true also um i mean something that i didn't think about uh, earlier was uh, they could be a distraction for some of the crowd depending on uh, I don't know a bunch of different factors but a possibility like the crooked kin would be a distraction yeah yeah I, that's where I think uh, again I still think Ikmer it would be great if Ikmer would go reach out to them okay mm-hmm. so Ikmer heads alone to the square where the crooked kin and the Zarni have been hanging out. Basically you approach the square and it's evening time and you see a small crowd has formed in front of the caravan. Captain Caleb would warmly greet you. Oh, how are you? My friend. Hello, Cap. I'm doing well. I I have I I come here, unfortunately, again with, or I guess under some crazy circumstances. Oh yeah, well, I'd love to hear a story, and I do have to say, my friend, your nose is looking a little wet. Oh, you you do say, huh? I do say, indeed. Well, um, I'm not gonna lie, there there was this one time, you know- Hold it, hold it, Igmo. Why don't we, why don't we get Sajira and, and the three of us can sit down and reminisce and you can tell us a little bit about what's been going on these past couple of days, if that's alright with you. That, that sounds like a great plan. So he would kind of lead the way and, and bring you behind him and open- Sajira, the back of Sajira's wagon. Uh, she doesn't appear busy, but her face lights up when she sees Ikmer outside of the wagon. Oh, Ikmer! Oh, how are you, my friend? Well, I, I'm doing very good, Sajira. It is so nice to see you. Uh, you look how well. You? you look well, my friend. Good, good, good. Uh, and you too. I'm, I'm very glad to see you. We've uh, we've been doing very well this past uh, this past week. Um, business has been wonderful. Well, that's fantastic. So, uh, well, Cap over here says that. Uh, well, he he told me specifically that my nose is looking a little wet. Well, Sajiri, you know we we like to joke about this kind of thing. Don't joke about this, Caleb. 
Ikmar's going through something right now. You don't have to make light of it. Well, all right, all right. I just poke fun at the boy now and again. And, well, that's perfectly under understandable, but, you know, Sajira, I, I did try to bite this guy. I mean, it was completely justified-ish, kind, oh, kind of, but he, you still understand that, you know, I, I tried to bite a guy. I mean, with with your tusks, or what? What did you? You just bit him? I. No, no. Um, when when I say that, I I mean fangs and ha- had claws at the time. Oh, you you began to change. You've. You, it's not. It's not the full moon, Ikmar. That is. That's surprising, but but it's a good thing, my friend. Well, that is for sure a relief. Because, well, I I haven't exactly told my friends uh, about the, well, what, what you said and, you know, going over all of my newer changes uh, haven't always been as evident and I'm not sure how to tell them. Have you told them about our Zarni friends? I I have not. I, I'm sure that they'd perf- be perfectly understanding but at the same time I, I well I just kind of figured what they don't know can't hurt them you know I'm, I'm just scared of losing them I I understand your fear Ikmar but don't you think that a part of your part of your life this big is for sharing with your friends yeah I guess you're right I mean I imagine you are with them when this change happened, right? Yeah, that's very true. So in some ways they already know, at least in part? I, I think so, yeah. Well, thank you for coming to share with us, Ikmar. Was there anything else you needed? Well, actually, uh, there is two other things. One, I was wondering if you guys are looking for recruits, as well, we in take all kinds. Do you, well, are you going to be joining us, Ikmar? Or? Well, I I don't know about that quite okay, yet. Okay. We I I definitely have unfinished business here, but who I was thinking of was actually a. Uh, three people, hopefully, uh, the pair of monks, uh, that we actually found at a, at the chemic, chemics works, they, uh, well, they are, 
zombies, kind of. Are well, they... Are, are they dangerous, Sigmar? Well, see, that's just the thing. They're not dangerous. They, they're quite uh, talkative and, and are definitely reasonable. And, well, we talked uh, with them just fine. I mean, we would have room for such a such a pair if if they're you know willing to willing to travel with us well yeah th- i mean i i would say that they are definitely a a sight to see the the other i um and so i will uh, pass that message along to them when i get the chance but also have you heard of the beast the beast of Lepidstadt? Yes. Yes, that's why we're here, Rickmar. That's why we chose to come to Lepidstadt at this time, because of the fanfare um, surrounding his trial. That's right, that's right. You told me this a long time I ha- ago. I had. I know it's been, you know, 20 episodes or something. <laughs> yes, um, well, I... I hope to uh, to see him walk free from this trial, and well, I'm sure he he would certainly uh, bring in quite a uh, quite a sight to your traveling uh, band here. We would be ecstatic to have someone like the Beast of Lebedstadt if he would like to join us. I don't know if he has business. Here, but I'm sure the the people of Lepidstadt would be happy to have him gone. He could make a new identity, moving from place to place like we do. Well, I think uh, that is uh, a great idea, and I will bring that to to him as well. I certainly agree with everything Sajira said. We welcome all kinds to this. To this traveling troop, Ikma. If you if you have any any friends that are strange or outcasts, or well, I think they'd fit in just fine with us. Well, that's fantastic. You guys sure did welcome me and and my friends in so quickly. I I didn't think of anybody else to to take in outcasts like we were. So thank you very much. But. Would you want to possibly either help us defend the beast or be in the very middle of town square this evening? And because we have good word that there is going to be a large crowd there. Well, do you need our help, Ipmer? Do you think you need it? Only if you're willing to help. But yes, I, I, I think we... Certainly could use your help. Well, I told you after we parted ways that we's family here, and if you're in trouble, well, I could at least I could at least join. And I know, I mean, Weena can't stop talking about you. He loves you guys, so he'll. I mean, I'll tell him you need help, and he probably would have just wondered why you didn't call him. Well, that's that's fantastic news. And I've been wanting to call Wiener all well this this whole time I've been here. Sajira would chime in and say, "I'm not very 
good in in combat if that's what you're looking for, but I do know a great number of spells that might be useful. I I join you if you can if you can protect me, Ikmar, and I I trust you to do so. Well, absolutely, I definitely can do that. I I I. Well, I, we are really hoping t- that they are they are not hostile, and we really could just use uh, a large distraction, you know? So, Sajira would kind of sit you down and whisper in your ear at this point, uh, without Caleb, Caleb probably, she'd, she'd motion for him to leave, and she'd say, Igmar, you have the loyalty of the Zarni as well. If you need help, we can go to them. They might help you. I think they will. Wow, that's... That's very generous, to be honest. Uh, but... I, I wouldn't want to put them in in danger or or I, I yeah I don't want to give them a bad name for for sticking up for for the beast of Leopardstadt so oh I understand but yeah. they are a nomadic people like we are it's okay to preserve their reputation but just remember you are their prince I will definitely keep that in mind and as the night goes on, I will have to make that call uh, when when we we see the conditions that we are up against. Ikmar, I will go to them before I come to where you are. I'll I'll give them a signal to look out for. They don't have to be involved, but if you are in trouble. I'm going to make the signal and they will be waiting. That sounds like a fantastic idea. You are such a good mentor. Thank you so much, Sejira. It's not a problem. So, Ikmer speaks with the Crooked Ken, gets you guys a little bit more support. You head back to the courthouse. Is there anything else any of you wanted to do outside of the courthouse as it's kind of the evening is winding down. Not outside the courthouse. I think maybe concurrently while Ikmer is browsing the crooked kin, maybe we talk to the, um, you know, rouse the spirits of the guards. Yeah. That's yeah. Something we wanted to do. Make me a, well, do, does either of you have anything to say or do any of the three of you have something to say? If you do, you can make me a diplomacy check. I don't speak good. I don't talk good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could, I could put the fear for asthma in them, but Emily, if you want to take a more diplomatic approach, this would be your time. <laughs> Our one diplomatic character. <laughs> <laughs> I got a great intimidate. One character but, uh, with the charisma higher be, than 10. <laughs> no, I have 14. Then you should have diplomacy ranks. Yeah, no, I do. Uh, just not high. <laughs> Your intimidate is actually higher than my diplomacy. 
Oh, boy. Sounds like it's time to put the fear of Phrasma into him. <laughs> Sounds yes. like it. Okay. I'm excited for this. So, uh, I guess maybe they're all gathered together. Yeah, I imagine some are kind of like laying in their bunks. Nobody's sleeping. Everybody's on edge. Some of them are like feigning, playing cards. But you can tell that just it's heavy. It's heavy in the barracks right now. I realize we have two main characters that can do uh, charisma-based things, right? So we have Matumbe, if we need to talk about uh, God. And then we've got Lyra, if we want to talk about Water. God water. Our bread and butter is God water. Listen, if I, if I bomb this, Emily, start talking about water, all right? <laughs> yeah, it'll just, just be... like the tide. <laughs> the dangers of phrasma come in and they go out. All right. So um, I imagine that the three of us walk into this barracks. Maybe Matumbe's taken point. Kind of, we've got the blue uh blue angel formation it's like the triangle he's got the two girls behind him and a little bit of a triangle formation and he says men and women deputized under leopard stat law listen here we may not have met formally but my name is matumbe with me is this wyang eclipse and this other human lira we speak to you implore <laughs> We speak to you, imploring your servience tonight. Though we may not have met before, I'm sure you've seen us around town. I'm sure you've seen us speak at the trial. We stand for justice. You see the symbol upon my chest. It is the symbol of the Lady of Graves. And above all, she believes in balance. Balance between life. Balance between death. You've seen the way that the human Lyra behind me works her words and convinces the jury that the beast is innocent at least of the crimes that he has committed that he has been accused of the last two nights he is he is in fact innocent of these of these crimes however your sheriff mr ed dunn believes that the crowd will act with their hearts and not with their minds tonight they may try and storm this building they may try and tumble the walls, break down the doors. They may try and take the head of the beast. But they do not they do, they do not act with Phrasma's balance in mind. They do not think of life and death. They just want a head for a head, and it is not the right head that they try to take. We have compelling evidence that we need to present tomorrow. We can prove that this beast, I'm sorry, this man, though not like me, though not like you or the two women behind me, is innocent. He is not evil. He is not bad. In fact, he has been accused of things that he has not committed. It is your duty to yourselves. It is your duty to your town, to your fellow townspeople, that you preserve the peace. However, you preserve the peace with the grace and the dignity of the town guard. You do not strike with your swords. You hold the wall with your shields. Stand with me tonight and preserve justice in this city. Preserve balance in this town. The balance between life and death 
<laughs> when your life ends and death finds you, for asthma may not look so kindly upon you. She may judge you the way the town mob judges the beast. And wouldn't that be a shame, wouldn't it? It's going to go ahead and roll that intimidate. Go Can ahead. I aid? I will say something based on how I roll. Does that work? Does that sure. Work? I'll wait until you're done to roll mine. Oh, cool. Yes, and if I see anyone running away from their duties, I've got my axe here. And I stare meanly. <laughs> and you see beyond oh, that's a plus your two. vision. <laughs> the lopper staring back at you. And he just smiles. Go ahead and roll. Okay, I want to go ahead and pop open uh, this die from our good buddy Kevin. He gave this to me at Gen Con. He goes by Twisted Enigma on our Discord. First time I've ever rolled it. We'll see how the Intimidate goes. Uh, it's not your fault, Kevin. It might be. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Kevin? Not too bad. Uh, Haley, did that did that roll give me aid? Yeah, that's what I said. Perfect. Uh, I said a threatening thing and not a oh, less threatening okay. thing. Perfect. That's going to bring me up to a 35. Nice. With a 35... You need to make no checks to command the guards tonight. They are scared straight, but also inspired. Please take a hero card. My boy! Nice. I got all worked up there. This one's the keep. It looks like it's a good card. And how appropriate, considering that we are holding down the fort tonight. For the good of justice. Trying. No, and the, the night we're trying tomorrow. Oh my God, Jesus Christ! The night draws on, and Ikmer returns, and then Sajira and Seymour and Caleb join her and follow Ick, and. You have this group of people ready to protect this creature or this man that you've only met less than a week ago. But each of you believes has this spark of good in him and is being wrongly accused for what he's done. And in the wee hours of the morning... You hear it. And it comes in like a tidal wave, this sound. From every corner of the square, every entrance, you hear footsteps. And as you look outside the windows of the guardhouse, you see torches, a sea of torches, pitchforks, and you hear this chant, and it's just, it goes up and erupts throughout the square, and it's just, burn the beast, burn the beast, burn the beast, and the crowd descends on the courthouse, frothing 
They fill the square. There are more people than you've seen any other night. And they all look like they want their own form of justice. And you see illuminated behind the torches, the wicker man, the punishing man, staring down the courthouse. And it almost seems to stare into you. And before we find out what happens here, I need Eclipse to make a very important will save. And before we find out what that will save has in store for our heroes, I need you all to finish your drinks because we'll see you next week. Oh, man. I knew it. I'm so glad I have the drink next week. (laughs) 